0: the tillcast episode
1: 396 basic very basic and this week guys we talked more destiny 2 pumpkin spice. galactic Froppy and, and children of morta stay tuned pumpkin spice all day long some jonas brothers
0: oh my
2: god indeed <sighs> that happened all over my hand <laughs> it's the tilt cast. It's can mm. <laughs> What? <laughs> what?
1: Oh my gosh. As you said it happened all over your
2: hand. Well, I mean, it did explode all over my hand and it is kind of
0: sticky. Ah. <laughs> we okay. are back. Mm. Yet oh. again. Yes. And it is uh, almost tomorrow. It is. <laughs> it's almost tomorrow. It is October 11th at 10:51 p.m. Late p.m. Fuck me. Normally about 20 minutes for you in the show. Uh-huh. Um, I don't anticipate this being a long show. Um, but it's it's been a blast this evening. So thank you guys. We've been installing an Ryzen five on my new motherboard. Ryzen five 3600. And apparently, I needed to re cable manage like crazy. Yes, his cable management was bad. That's not to keep putting stuff in and keep not rerunning cables. Uh, it was it a was oh, rat's dope. nest in there, man. It was... Uh, I need some extra cables. You
2: you did have some extra cables. I just had it, plugged you in. You weren't very efficient with your cable usage, so you were running, like, multiple <laughs> Molexes into one. It was te- it was terrible. Like, it who was. uses Molexes
0: anymore? I just I continue to I've bought three modular power supplies, so you continue to get <laughs> cables for them. So that's it's why the, I had that big old bag of cables. You get the bag
2: of cables now. Yeah. It was it it turned out to be useful. Hey, it was enough to actually power the the uh the the new processor, which is fucking phenomenal. Great. Yeah, it was a.
0: what is that? It's a Ryzen Ryzen five thirty six hundred yeah you got on a pretty decent deal.
2: Uh, You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've been wanting to drop this for a while because I've had, and I'm going to go a little bit technical. So not technical for those of you that know what you're doing, but technical for those of you that don't. Um, An LGA 1155 with a second gen uh, Sandy Bridge i7, which means that my RAM speed on that board, on that particular board, was capped out at 1333. Boy. Which is dinosaur speed, boy, and from like the grand old age of twenty ten, boy. So <laughs> nine years later, um, I'm finally upgrading that board because my RAM's just slow, and that's what's been bottlenecking me quite a bit, I believe.
2: Mm, possibly, I think it was it was and a combination the
0: and the board. And it's a
2: combination of things. This guy has like <laughs> he. I swear, when I when I look at the amount of drives that he's got in there, he's like, "Yeah, I got this like sixty gig drive that was like on sale at one point." So I'll throw that in there for a little extra storage. He's got more SATA connections on the inside of that thing actually being used than I've uh, uh, realistically hooked
0: up into a you know home machine. It's because I have. So I have my very old drive that has just lasted forever. I have a mechanical drive in there that is. 3,600 RPM. That is strict storage. That I'd need to move stuff off before it dies. That thing is a terabyte drive from like 2006. Well, it, that it's, was a lot back then. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I pulled it out of an external hard drive, like an external exclos- enclosure. Enclosure, yeah. And then hooked it up inside my one of my early builds. Those are cold storage drives. You shouldn't be running anything off of them. So, anyways, (laughs) you know, I don't run anything off of it. It's just got music on it, but I need to move it over. But, yeah, I've got old drives, another old drive. I've got a couple of, what, two terabyte reds I had. When SATA was new, or uh, SSDs were new, I had the 60 gig that I was running Windows off of. Mm, That's the connector died when we were pulling it apart. Yeah. Um, It's okay. Um, And then I have, like, a 225 gig SSD that's was another one of those things when that was, like, kind of a big storage for an SSD. Wow. And then we've got an NVMe M2 in there now. <laughs> All right. So we've Which,
2: upgraded his boot drive to an NVMe M2 terabyte drive. That's a uh, big difference. And there's there's a pr- pretty massive difference. And he hasn't even really seen it fully boot to Windows yet. Yeah, we were letting out uh, So we've
0: been messing with this for about two and a half hours.
2: But, I mean when we went to install it and he was like, yeah, this should w- run for a while. And I'm like, you yeah, know, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's going to be done before you know it. And it was, yeah. uh, it was installed on the drive. Now getting it to actually boot to that drive is going to be fun considering he's got no less than three windows installations across all 16 of his drives.
0: Yeah. There's a windows but... seven, a windows eight and two windows 10 installations on there. <laughs> You just need to, like, clobber it. I'm you going do. to. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow the goal is literally consolidate a lot of that stuff to the SSD real quickly so I can format all that stuff. Yeah. And then drop stuff back on those drives after I've reformatted them because well, they're – This
2: gives you an opportunity to also, like, categorize your storage, too, so that you can find the shit. Because I have a well, problem I'm... finding the shit, and I only have two drives. <laughs> Yeah, I had, and
0: I figured that this, this is a, a good way. I've got another drive that's sitting right here. Yep. It's another two-terabyte storage drive, one of those Seagate Reds. Mm-hmm. Or is that – no, the Western Digital Reds.
2: Western Digital Reds, yeah. So those are um, the, those are supposed to be hooked up in NASS. So they'll, they'll work, but they're not the fastest drives.
0: No, they're fine for music and old video and stuff like that. Right,
2: but – yeah, please don't run any games off of it because wow. No, but I can consolidate a lot of my. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you could get rid of most of the smaller shit drives and, can, and the yeah. older drives and get you know put those in there. You really should. Just, you know, yeah. It's it's a pain in the ass, but if you end up needing more drives than what you have, you should probably look into an external enclosure that's rated so that you have backups of what you have.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're just talking about a mix of uh, tax returns, old photos, yeah, and music. You, I mean, tax returns are kind of important. They are. I mean, you know, but, photos, you, know. you can't really get back once you lose them, so... You can. It's just a process. E- 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 so anyways, um, that's been our adventure this afternoon, the afternoon, evening, afternoon, as yeah. Jason's melting it's, over there. It's my afternoon. Hey, you know Pretty what I want to say? What? It's the cast I'm Nas. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. <laughs> and... Together, you're going to hear about not 30 minutes of bullshit. You're going to hear some news, and you're going to hear some games, and tonight's show is going to be fairly quick. We're going to try to get through it as
2: quickly as possible.
0: We're going to provide a show, but I can't promise it'll be real long.
2: Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So I'm going to
0: give us a a jump start in the evening. Have you ever felt like you're very white bread? Uh, Very white bread? Yeah. Yeah, just plain Jane, like, you know what, whatever. Um... You yes, know, you know, all the I, time. You know what I bought a twenty four pack of? What? Some pumpkin spice coffee. <laughs> oh my god! Some tasty super stuff. basic, super basic, super basic. I know my fiance was making fun of me today. I was, I sent her a picture and I was like, "How white girl is this?" Uh like, yeah. oh, dude,
1: that is so
0: basic, bitch of you. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, I don't how i need some basic some basic music to go with it and yeah, a basic he's, car he he's uh <laughs>
2: you the next thing just you the next thing we hear from him is, is he's going to get himself a milk
1: frother <laughs> just,
0: hey, that would uh, be great i mean that would with be your awesome. with
1: your pumpkin spice coffee you can just turn on the katy perry the hey you
0: know it's taylor so
1: taylor swift and the john <laughs> can... legend and just go for it i'm
0: thankful that you know those names now I know what to get into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I was thinking have, today when
0: it was this cold, was like, I was like, I was, I was, hey, hey, I was, I no, was joking with my girlfriend me, and she's like, with, I, was told, I do
1: have a preteen girl living in my house. Yeah, whatever. You like it too. No, <laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> you yeah. know what
1: happens when she's playing that shit? I go in my room, I put on the sound-canceling headphones... It sounds like, uh, listen I to some listen, John Mayer. Uh, <laughs> I either watch Netflix, or I'm playing fucking Disturbed and Megadeth on my Spotify. It sounds backwards. She... Shouldn't this preteen also be
2: doing the sound, you know, noise-canceling headset well,
1: she's and not relegated. polluting the rest of the... She's house. been relegated to apps on TV so that we can monitor gotcha. what she's doing. Gotcha. That makes sense.
0: I would. Virgin
1: I don't live. That, I don't
0: live that life, but I know that my fiance is making fun of me because it talked about this pumpkin spice coffee, which I, we both agree is pretty delicious. But I had followed that through with, yeah. I woke up this morning and it was just so cold and I just felt so, so really comfortable and yeah. I just wanted to sleep. Yeah. And I was just feeling really comfy, so I just sat there cuddling the dog, and I just uh, I felt so like, comfy. I was in my. She's like, you might as well be sitting in your fucking sweater. She's like, yep. and then she started naming some like, like teeny bop bands, and I was like, she's like, how basic was that? That how was like basic. one of the most basic statements
2: I've heard in a long time. I, it was so, I was so like, cold today, so I just got into my sweatpants and cuddled the dog and made myself a. A, a, a nice, nice frappuccino, frappo, uh, <laughs> pumpkin spice, some extra foam. Today was delightfully normal <laughs> and basic. It's okay, it's all right.
0: You can be basic, that's fine. I'm not always basic, <laughs> but today I'm basic. <laughs> I felt pretty basic today with my uh. <laughs> Skills on my computer today. I felt pretty caveman about what I did with that. Yeah, Especially the dead moth we found.
2: <laughs> we call that one the ghost in the machine because yeah. it, it was it was huddled up into the back
0: corner going, oh, my God, I'm going to die here. It did. Um, I don't even, he must have got in because the freaking IO port was off. Yeah,
2: it's, it's very possible. It was, if that's not the craziest thing I've seen inside a computer, I'll tell you. Hey, it wasn't a roach, right? Uh, I mean, I, I had, I had a, uh, I had a spider staring back at me at one one point uh, on a computer that I was working on, and I said, uh, I popped the cover off, pulled it away, saw the spider web, and I'm like, oh, that's no good. And then I looked and saw the spider still living in it, and I said, it's yours, bye.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, I'm not touching that thing. I, I could fix it, but you're gonna need a whole new computer because that one is going into the bonfire outside.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that creaked my headphones out. <laughs> I don't know how you got whisper vibrato going on right there. <laughs> <Whoa>. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. like <laughs> wow. that makes me tingly in my pee pee. <laughs>
1: Wow. Please (laughs) never say that again. Wow. Might have got tingly in somewhere else. (laughs) Wow.
2: Please stop. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Basicness aside, it's
0: been a great, great day. Great day. (laughs)
2: Oh, God.
0: Yeah, it's a... (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think today, because this has been such a fucking weird night, I think I want to jump into just a little bit of what we're playing. Yeah, and then we'll jump into some news after a quick break. Does yeah. that sound good, guys? I mean, we
2: yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's been a it's been an adventure tonight. You guys have helped me power through. And honestly, guys, if you don't know, we we'll have all known each other for a very long time. So there are times that it is kind of nice to have just a short show and more hangout time too. Yeah. Um, this is kind of an excuse to get away from a lot of the things, all at the same time.
2: All, all of us are doing this some, somewhat to get away from things, and sometimes just to. If I never release. make any cash with this
0: show, I don't care because we've been doing this for so long, right? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> So to get the show moving, though, um, this will be especially exciting. Oh. Um, Destiny yeah, yeah. Two, Destiny know... Two rusty's been playing the shit out of it uh yeah you can't pry it out of my fucking hands right now i'm so we're in two camps a little bit i think there's a lot of cool stuff about destiny it seems to run cool it looks cool the action's cool uh I just don't know what the fuck to start and i've put like eight hours into not knowing what the fuck to do yeah and so that's been a fatigue point for me yeah it and was... i look over at your steam profile because you know it shows how often you're playing and I see that you're at, like, 20 hours or something like that for the week when I'm, like, just barely trying to crack it open. Just 20? <laughs> that was when I looked the other day. I haven't had time to crack it open for a minute. Okay. Well, so, you're like, 40 for the week?
2: Probably a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so um, let's just go back to, like, the beginning. Your, your frustration point, you spent eight hours and you really don't know where the fuck to go. Uh, that is... What I have determined is the problem with the Destiny, quote-unquote, new light setup. Uh, so if you haven't figured out, uh, Destiny 2 uh, on PC uh, has uh, come to Steam and has become free to play. I'm not sure if the new lights thing happens on the consoles, but I'm not a console person right right,
0: right now. So, I just was curious, right? Right. And I was like... More free stuff to hold me off until the outer worlds comes out. Pretty much, that's the way I uh, I saw it too. I was like, okay,
2: uh, you know, Destiny Two being free. I played the fuck out of the uh, the initial Destiny. Why not give it a try? I know that Destiny Two didn't get the best of reviews right up you know right away because it basically had a big flash of content and then nothing. Uh, and then that's been two years. You know, it's just kind of continued to grow and change i heard that the uh forsaken expansion um that actually changed a, uh, quite a bit about the game uh and now with the uh shadowkeep expansion it changed even more about the game and made the game just you know a lot more customizable you can do right. a lot more shit with it um Basically, you know, the new light experience allows people to start at the beginning of Shadowkeep. So they start with, you know, light level 750, which is basically like maximum level for the previous expansion. So everybody starts off at that point and then they move forward. It gives you basically access to everything in the game up to, you know, buying the expansion. So for free. So you can, you know, play the year one raids, you can play PvP, you can, you know, do the first three expansions of the story, which is uh, the vanilla experience, which is uh, the Red War, uh, the Curse of Osiris, and the Mind. Those are totally free. You can play those. But when you start the game, you know, as a New Light player, you get
0: zero context to what the fuck is going on yeah it has these really basic introductory quests so and then it says and then just like quest after quest after quest unlocks and i was like maybe i go to earth and so that's what i did and i was like i'm just doing bounties he's
2: just running
0: around you don't have any I, pointer i don't have any pointer of what to do next and so you said legacy content so i did warmind and started that and I didn't really, you know, it has a cool cutscene and all this other stuff. You and, need to do Red War first, so, but it, nobody tells you which one to do first, right? Exactly. So, so I just picked one. There's a
2: there's a couple things that could be improved by the, you know, for the new player experience, and this really should be an option when somebody is creating their first character. It should actually show up as we see that you have not had a character in Destiny two before. Would you like to go through The first campaign, you know, and then it would start you with the Red War and start you off right there because the uh, the first mission in the Red War basically tells you exactly what's going on, gives you a reason for the whole setup, you know, and why the traveler is there and why the tower is different and why all the things are different. If you're a a returning Destiny 1 player and you boot up Destiny 2 on PC for the first time, you are greeted with the exact same introductory mission as Destiny 1 to the point where I stopped midway through and I'm like, did I load the right
0: game? That's exactly what happened to me because I started playing and I was like, is this Destiny 2? Right. Is I was, this, like, this, is I was this, like, this looks really familiar at first, and it's like, the voice is different. Oh, yeah, I remember they changed voices. Right. You're like, Dinklebot's not here anymore, that's, sure. but that's not, that's not Nolan Norris, so, so what? Okay, and I know there's a slight change to the intro, and, the, and I only know that because I read it, but when I was playing it, I was like, man, this feels awfully familiar, yeah, and, and I well, got in the same shitty-ass ship. There's a couple things
2: that's Different and the funny thing is is that ship was not available on Destiny 2 until the New Light expansion, you know, New Light came out. So the veteran players are like clamoring over trying to get that ship right now. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah, the the whole experience for a brand new player basically is the first mission of Destiny one and then it drops you in the tower and says go.
0: Well, it gives you all these introductory quests of, like, this is a raid. This is what the bounty system is. This is what this is. Right. And then, and then you, you think you need to do them, and then I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, the the, the ideal here is to get to light level 900. And I know that because I read it somewhere. Right. Um, you know, like- So, okay, so really I'm not getting XP or anything. And in the first progression system for Destiny 1, because that was the last Destiny I played, right? you were leveling up. Right. And there's no leveling up.
2: That everything is unlocked at that you know when you start the game. It's everything is unlocked. You're already at you know
0: max level and you're already and I working even on your realize That levels. I could change my loadout for my powers until about midway through. I was talking with my friend TJ and he's like, "Why are you using that? You've got fire. We're fighting uh, whatever the the husks are or whatever, right?" Right. He's uh, like, "You hive. need to use the hive, right? You need to use the fire damage on them." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't know that I could. Okay, I'm gonna just switch it around. I can switch it around. What the hell?" Right? And yeah. then I've got all the other options unlocked. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what I need because I'm not, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what I need the season pass for, really, because I don't know what I'm doing next. I really don't understand what I'm doing other than getting better shinies. So, pretty much that's the game. Now, the. Now, uh, I'm okay with that after I figured out what the fuck's going on. Like, I don't need a really solid story, I just need a little structure. Like, even if they just gave me a bullet point list that said, "Do this, 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 and this, and this," before you start working on nine hundred and gradually along the way, you know you start unlocking little bits of better gear that's what the campaigns
2: are really supposed to do so but you don't it, know the where the to thing start. Is, is I don't
0: even know where to go right i don't what's my main campaign right now
2: right so the the idea right now uh is that that whole setup needs to change so that it points you to the legacy campaigns. They are optional, technically, so if you're returning to the game, you don't have to redo them, you know. But the uh, the idea is is that people who have no context as to what Destiny 2 is should be playing these legacy campaigns first. Because they they basically describe what's going on and the story up to this point. There isn't even a the story so far cutscene. You know, that doesn't even tell you what the fuck's going on. Right. So it's it's really, really confusing. Uh, and I spent the first
0: few hours going, what the fuck? This – so, yeah, and what? <laughs> and I mean, uh, that's just been my experience so far. Now, on a technical level, the game seems to run, aside from last Sunday when I think there was some kind of DDoS going on, like the overall – no, last to, Sunday. That was just the servers getting hit hard. Either way, um, it was pretty difficult to get in, which is why I played a different game I'll talk about in a minute. But um I will say that the way that game looks is ridiculous on PC and it didn't feel like it had any technical issues when it came to how it ran. No. And I would had installed it not even on an SSD. I installed it on a regular ass hard drive. I don't even remember which hard drive I installed it on. <laughs> but I can tell you that it wasn't like much of a deal like it just it had a long introductory load time and a little bit of long time between worlds and i knew part of that was a hard drive aside from that though um looks great it's running on epic settings it runs awesome and then it the only only complaint is it wants to automatically turn on my hdr even when i turn the hdr option off so i don't like desktop and hdr don't mind the game it plays in hdr but windows hdr like it's too sharp on my screen to read fonts legibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, even trying to figure out what did, how to turn off HDR after HDR is on my desktop is <laughs> difficult. Um, but so. all that stuff aside, like, it looks fantastic. It's, yeah. like, the best-looking 1080p game I've been playing ever. Yeah. Like, it, I really need to just see if it'll run at 4K at 60fps because it just, it runs like butter. Right. I mean, considering I, I went from,
2: basically went from Borderlands to... To Destiny Two or Borderlands Three to Destiny Two, uh, and uh, Borderlands Three in comparison runs like shit compared to Destiny Two, and Destiny Two looks far and above better. Like they, the every one of the best looking games
0: I can think of right now. It's
2: it is really phenomenal on PC as far as the just. The detail and the textures and and, I don't and know the how it's smooth optimized movement. that well
0: between that many different
2: setups it's so it's just it's just so smooth like i I found myself at one point, and this is the weirdest thing because this is like the animation that nobody looks at, right the animation of reloading your weapon nobody really pays attention to the uh, the animation of reloading your weapon because you do it so fucking often I do. But when, but I may know. But when you, uh, I was using a pulse rifle, and he drops the mag out of the uh, out of the gun, and then puts it in, and then you can kind of see his uh, the the ball ball of his palm kind of roll that uh, that mag in, and then rack the round. That is something that I, I'm like that animation right there was smooth. And it was not like a jerky uh, texture. You didn't see that. It wasn't like three frames long. You know, it was like it was a smooth movement. And then you go right back into the firing. Everything about that was like, oh, that's really fucking cool. Like me geeking out about a reload animation. Like, well, this looks good. Like they put some time and effort into making things look right. Uh so I was like, oh alright. Uh let's let's go forward from there. And what Destiny what Destiny is what Bungie's really learned from Destiny One is that they put the lore back into the fucking game, finally. Um so you can read all of the base, uh, all of the lore bits inside the game. Plus there's way more cutscenes. Uh and there's Once you understand or once you go through the legacy campaigns, you will understand more about what's going on. So you can glean more from the game itself as far as the lore and the backstory from it as long as you know where to look.
0: Yeah. There is
2: a lot of systems in that game, though. So it is more on the level of an MMO than destiny one is
0: yeah and there's been plenty of people who have talked about this game over the last couple of years but i just say from my perspective of somebody who never played it and then just like oh yeah it's on steam now and it's free to play and then there's a good amount of content unlocked that i'm going to play before i decide if i'm going to buy anything right um right because you're basically just buy the game at the point where you buy the expansions pretty much uh i think it's a 60 dollar investment with season pass and everything season pass is like 10 bucks and then the Two expansions together, or fifty? Is am I right?
2: So you get, um, so you. I think you ended up buying everything. I bought everything. So, uh, and and I was only like ten hours in, and I said,
0: "I'm
2: dropping money." Yeah, but I'm
0: just saying, like, it's not the same as like your expensive Warframe. Like, you basically bought what two, three, a season pass for the season, and then the expansions. Am I right? So I bought the
2: uh, so the
0: uh, the the Forsaken.
2: Expansion and Shadow Keep is the second expansion, the one that just came out. Um, uh, Forsaken was like 25 bucks, and I think the Forsaken or the uh, Shadow Keep was 35 bucks, but I bought the Digital Deluxe version, which basically uh, gets you four of the season passes. And the season passes themselves are $10 a piece. So if you plan on playing the game a, for any length of is the time, that
0: eighty dollar edition or something.
2: So I spent total, I think, eighty five bucks, uh, but that got me all of the the current expansions. So all of the content is unlocked. Plus, I've got four seasons. How season long does passes. it take before you get to that content, though? It doesn't take very long. I mean, you. I was
0: able to get through the uh, the campaigns. I say you don't need. To get into that content, though, till you're light level 900, right? Well, no, you can get
2: into it at 750. So that's the thing. That's the whole point of the new light system is that you didn't have to grind out a bunch of light levels just to be able to play the content. Uh, If you are light level 750, you are up to the beginning of Shadowkeep. So you can play the three vanilla expansions, Forsaken, all of Forsaken. And then you start off where everybody else is starting at Shadow Keep. But you know what? My thing is, I don't know what to play next. So it goes Red War, Curse of Osiris, Warf- uh, Warmind. I almost said Warframe. Uh, Warmind, then Forsaken, and then Shadow Keep. But what does Shadow Keep entail? Shadow Keep basically unlocks the moon as uh, as a destination. And has its own complete story, um, and so, the Forsaken expansion, ex, you know, uh, unlocks uh, a part of the reef and has its own story.
0: So, so, but because of the way that it plays out, how do you know what to do next? So the the way that the the I'm going to keep asking that on purpose because I kay. know that I'm not the only one, right? So the the way that
2: this this is supposed to work out for you, so that you understand. What the significance of each planet is, and why you were going there, because like you said, the new light, ex- you know, new light experience unlocks everything that's not behind one of the paid expansions. So the reef and the moon, those are kind of locked beca- behind those uh, those expansions because you have to pay for them. Right. But everything else, all the planets are unlocked. But there is no way for you to understand what goes where and when. Right? That's where running through the legacy campaigns goes, you know, happen. Now, for those people who are looking to start Destiny 2, have never played Destiny 2 before, picking it up on whatever, you know, whatever uh, system that you can play it on. Get through the, you know, the intro, which is only like 10 minute mission, something like that. It'll drop you right in the tower. There's going to be an introductory quest to basically go talk to everybody in the tower. Follow that. And right near the end of that quest, you're going to talk to a, uh, a NPC called Amanda Holiday. Amanda Holiday, if you play Destiny 1, is the shipkeeper. So she was the one that sells, sells you the base ship and, and your first sparrow, you know, the uh, hover bike, basically. She is the NPC quest giver for the Legacy expansions, and you can pick up all of the the Legacy campaigns from her. And at that point, you just go into your quest log and follow those quests, and just do those quests because those quests are uh, those quests. Once you start the uh, the Red Work you know, campaign, it drops you right into a cutscene right at the beginning of Destiny Two. So it tells you what the deal is, why things happened, and it continues on from there. And what I would suggest is that you just mainline those. Don't worry about any of the other content until you mainline those through because you're going to get gear as you go through it. And you're not really worried about your light level or anything like that because, well, I mean, you're way over leveled at that point anyway. So you're just playing through the story so that you understand what's going on. Once you get through there, it gives you all the reasons for why you're going to what uh, planet. And it gives you introductions to all the characters that you meet. And that's that's really all you need for a start. And then from there, you just kind of forge your own story.
0: Right. So... It's... I'm going to say, in the absence of Destiny's servers dying, I got back into a different game. Yeah. I got into Deep Rock Galactic.
2: I saw you playing that, and I was like, mm, Destiny 2 is a thing.
0: Why are you playing Deep Rock Galactic? I was in the game at that point. Yeah, it, I kept getting kicked out so instead of my buddy, uh, my buddy from Alaska, TJ. Okay. So, I had bought Deep Rock Galactic last summer, uh, you know, when it was warm. <laughs> Before we had this cold snap. You mean like three weeks ago? Maybe like three days ago. <laughs> um, because it is, how cold is it? Out? It's like 40 degrees It's, right it's going to be 33 degrees tonight. It's 39 right yep. now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went That's ahead and picked up Deep Rock Galactic. And it is a game that randomizes levels and gives you kind of like uh, randomized objectives. And it really encourages team play. Um, you can play it solo. It's a little bit harder solo and a lot more enjoyable with more than one person. Basically, you're set out to mine a certain item in that area and pick up certain items, and then you kind of get assaulted with waves of alien bugs. Um, but you, the world is very three-dimensional, and what I mean by that is you can kind of carve your way through different things. There. Uh, sorry, dog alert. Um, There are really random um, paths, or not random paths, there are really defined paths where you can kind of see where you need to go for the next spot, and each of the different dwarves has different options for those things. So he likes playing one of the ones that has drill arms, so he can drill in a straight line very easily, um, but the caveat to that is he only has a flamethrower and like a pistol for his weapons. Um, I really like playing the engineer because the engineer has a platform gun where I literally can shoot platforms so you can mine things high or get out of the way of something. Mm-hmm. Um, he also includes a grenade launcher and a shotgun. So he's And he can set up turrets. So we had a stupid amount of fun playing that dumb game, um, and I'm kind of jonesing to play it right now, but I wanted to kind of get my computer back up in a spot where it needed to be before I jumped back into that. Right. So I've been kind of in a spot of not wanting to play much because I don't know I didn't know what save games I'm going to lose. Yeah, well, I mean with with that,
2: that's kind of uh, random. So you don't need a save game, do you? And uh, that's yeah, prob- because you have
0: save progression.
2: Okay, well, so like that's you earn pro- money. Probably one that's got a Steam save though. That's I, so. I think so, but
0: yeah, it has. Like I've got a couple of games that. Oh my gosh. She's trying to chew my guitar case. Oh yeah, no. Um yeah. No guitar
2: case chewing.
0: So but yeah, the it's the freaking old case too. It's crazy. It's like forty years old. Um yeah. Well she doesn't need to be chewing, huh? No. <laughs> um it's older than forty years. Shit. I'm getting close to forty. Oh my god. Um here we go again. Anyways, yeah. so Deep Rock Galactic has progression that's kind of save per character that you use and that progression unlocks different um unlocks for the weapons that you have and different modifiers for the weapons you use the money you earn from the missions plus the gold you actually find in the missions that you have mined out to purchase towards that Um, i will say again you need to have somebody on steam to play with planet solo is a vastly different experience than playing it with somebody you've got a little robot that follows you around that does help but it is a lot more fun with someone else. Um, the dwarves' abilities are kind of tailored towards a support ability. So, like, his supportability with the drill arms, mine was the platforms. Uh, when I was playing the gunner, he can set up zip lines. Um, the scout can get places that are way harder to reach than a lot of other people, and he moves way faster than everybody else. So mm-hmm. he's got his utility there. Um, but, yeah, the drill arms thing is just super, super, super fucking handy. Um, but I've had a hell of a lot of fun with Deep Rock Galactic. I think it's a very easy to like game. It's one of the games that I've uh, I was looking at. But it's fairly because... highly rated. I know I I was shying away from the early access thing until I found out it's almost it's Pretty in an done. extremely done state right now. It's yeah. really just adding features. Right. So like, there's a mission structure to it that kind of tells you what you need to do next to move on to the next progression system. There's a whole like. Loot system for like retailoring your items for different stats. Um, there's a very persistent progression system for each of the dwarves, and there's a whole perk system that's set up in there as well that that follows across multiple different uh, multiple dwarves. So the perk system being thing like things like less fall damage or um, I'm trying to think like a way to detect enemies before they happen. Um, things like that right. but it does get hard it's a lot of boss fights kind of stuff where you've got an enemy with glowy bits that you got to shoot you can get like there's an enemy that'll capture you and take you across the map and the other person needs to save you um it's a no. pretty interesting game it's like part minecraft part fps part i don't know it's just weird but it's extremely enjoyable
2: i've the only reason why I haven't picked it up is because, uh, because of my hours,
0: I don't necessarily have too many people to play with. Right. So, if you found somebody that wanted to play with you, that say, you know, you could message us on Twitter and then get Rusty's info, and you could mm-hmm. probably play with them if you're really yeah. interested. Just overnight, uh,
2: I I work on uh, work and play on Australian time, if that makes any sense.
0: So, basically, your normal morning starts at eight p.m. Uh, pretty much. Um, Literally the exact opposite as most people. Yes. Yeah, I am
2: totally flip-flopped. Also known as a vampire. Um, I okay. hardly ever see
1: this one.
0: Jason, have you been playing anything new?
1: No, this week's had a whole lot of... Last week, I had a whole lot of stuff going on that I really can't talk about on the show. So, fun times, fun times, yeah. Rusty. Did you
0: have anything different that you played?
2: I mean, there was a quite a bit of Destiny 2 that's happened since uh, you know, since I uh, last came on here. I said I thought that I said last week, I thought I was gonna give Destiny 2 a try, and I just basically said, you know what. Fuck it. Why not? You're gonna give it a play. <laughs> and I was gonna I was gonna give it a play and then I ended up buying. Um so that's probably what I'm gonna be, you know, doing for quite a bit. Um I'm really kind of looking forward to um uh the Outer Worlds uh when that comes out, uh when that becomes available to play. Uh, I've got the preload uh set up for uh the PC uh Game Pass. Yeah, so I've,
0: I've only been dicking with that cuz I knew I was going to be upgrading the board soon. So right. as soon as I I haven't played anything permanent on Game Pass yet because of that. However, I will tell you that a game that is not on Game Pass called Children of Morta that I talked about at the end of the show. Uh-huh. Um I did play a significant amount of and I think that is a wonderfully delightful game. Um probably one of the best indie games I've played all year. Uh, both in presentation and level of fun. So short version is it's kind of a Diablo clone. Long version is a, is a game that randomizes the level layout um, that encourages you to grind different levels for abilities for each of the characters. The, it's a family of monster hunters, essentially. Um, and that family has each character is kind of a different archetype. So you basically got your berserker or your barbarian, basically. Um, You've got your standard sword and board kind of knight. Um, You've got a fire-wielding mage. You have an archer. Um, You have a rogue. And I know I'm missing something else. I think there's something else I haven't unlocked yet. But each of those characters play very differently. So the archer is very much a range class, but has a lot of abilities that help you stay at range. Um, It's very powerful. Um, Your sword and board um, does play off blocking quite a bit, um, but is also extremely powerful. Um, the mage shoots really fucking fast, but can only shoot when standing still. But it has a lot of evade tactics, essentially, to keep you at arm's length. Uh, but it plays out kind of like Diablo. It's a twin six shooter essentially. Um, so you can play it with a controller, or you can play it on you know your mouse and keyboard. And there are advantages really on both. I think the melee characters are easier with the controller, whereas the range characters are easier with the mouse and keyboard. Um, the Art design is very pixel perfect. It is extremely good looking, extremely pretty, honestly. The music goes extremely well. The story is, I think, is pretty great. One of the things that ruins roguelike sometimes for me is that there's a very, very minute story because it's hard to kind of understand what's consistent. One of the things this does to keep the story moving along is every time that you die and resurrect, there's another story bit that's revealed between and I haven't run out of story bits. That's the really weird thing. Huh? Uh, I've probably got 50 or 60 story bits that have unlocked as I've gone, and it progresses the story. And there are certain story events that happen that you have to do instead of go out and cave dive for more adventures. Um, I'm in the second set of stages right now, so I was in the spider caves at first, which was the first area um, that has three different area unlocks. Now I'm on the second area that has three area unlocks. Um, I've probably put 15 hours into it. That's what I was doing. That I was really interested in. That actually drugged me away from Dark Devotion, which I realize I have quite a bit of game left with that too. So um, overall, um, if you like RPGs, if you like action RPGs such as the a Diablo, um, you like persistent progression because what it does is you earn money in each run, and the money unlocks family traits. So it could be better accuracy. It could be better dodge or crit or extra life or armor or anything like that um, for everybody. And then as you unlock the different characters, they all have a singular ability that's on the second tier tree Mm -hmm. that unlocks an ability for everybody. And see, it's a passive ability. Um, And then every character basically has three abilities. You have, like, if it's on mouse and keyboard, it's left and right mouse button and, like, shift or space. Um, And then you got one-time consumable items that only consume between floors. Um, every run lets you continue to outf- outfit with different passives or active items. Um, but yeah, every single time it reloads, there's a new story bit that's revealed and maybe a new ability or a new thing that's revealed um, that makes you feel like you're always progressing. You know, You continue to run the same level over and over again if you want, which I have a lot. Um, the layout's always a little bit different. There are different objectives. There's like a weird Pong thing that's just one of the puzzles that unlocks in one of those. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a, it's a damn fine game. I was really proud to pay like 18 bones on that, which I think it normally runs for about $25. Um, yeah. If it ever comes out on Game Pass, I think it's a super easy snag. For sure. But, <laughs> but I honestly would have paid full price for this. I'm having a blast with it. I'm um, also running between that and State of Decay 2 because State of Decay 2 is kind of like my bread and butter. Um, yeah. I don't know why it's so comfortable, but I loaded it up the other night, and I didn't put it down. And I was like, I really like looting buildings. I really like building up my community. It's, yeah, Children of li- Morta. Ch- children of Morta is
2: currently uh, 20 bucks on Steam right now. So Do you see the overall review rating right now? It's... uh uh, see, very positive. Um, but yeah, I I don't put a whole lot of stock in you know in reviews because of course review bombing is a thing.
0: Uh, there but, was a little bit of review bombing, I think, recently on this game. But I will tell you that any complaint I've seen is just somebody looking for a perfect game. There are things about it that are imperfect, as in that you have static abilities. But the thing that offsets the static abilities and the actives and passives that you have is the fact that every run unlocks different types of those abilities so like you might have an ability that gives you health back when you hit you can add runes to your weapons in your attacks um, it could be something weird that chains effects between enemies um, like it's just a really unique game it's a unique spin on a lot of things and it puts a lot of focus on the story and it's not really that cheesy I think parts of it are very cliche I think it's a pretty small team that made the game but the idea and the presentation of that game I think is just fucking solid as shit I
2: don't know just take a look at the you know some of the videos like I'm just watching, you know, currently watching the uh, uh, the little steam video that they put up just to show gameplay off and it looks pretty solid I mean that, that looks really good I've seen a whole lot worse pixel graphics games for sure. Uh, What
0: was that game that came out last year that was pretty popular that was kind of in the same vein that we were telling Jason to play? Oh, fuck. Um, (sighs) I've slept since then, man. (laughs) I
1: have it installed, or at least in my Epic store.
0: I'm trying to think what the art style reminds me of. It's, It's pretty distinct. The animations are... Very unique. There's just a lot of attention to detail. It looks like the best-looking Super Nintendo game you ever played. Hyper Light Drifter? Yes. I think that's the closest pixel art style I could nail to this, with that level of detail and effects and things like that. I almost feel like it's built in an engine that's built for things that are 3D that they layered a texture over. Um, But, yeah, it's just... I've put... When I get rolling on that game, I just can't stop. It's yeah, there there's uh this is one of those
2: it's very pixel art, but a lot of it is It's very high density pixel art. Yeah, it's uh it looks drawn. Yeah, you know, I don't know, it's these things start to uh look like old timey cartoons after a while. And you know and, and it's not like when you think pixel art Yeah, And if you go back and you actually listen to me, you know, rail on pixel art graphics, it seems like pixel art graphics back then when I was railing on it was just a easy way to get games out because it was, you know, cheaper to do that than to, you know, to do hand art styles or things like that. This is something that they put some time into the animations for and you can tell. Uh, So while it may be pixel art,
0: it's actually art. Yeah. Uh it's it's something you could put on like a on you could put it on on an on art art art. English is hard, man.
2: English is light.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, turd. Yeah. Well, the dog was <laughs> chewing on my toes. Well that true. is distracting. <laughs> but just Check out some of the visuals, I think it's one of the better looking games I've seen in a while with that with that art style yeah it it looks good
2: um and, and i might I might pick some you know pick some things up a little bit later I don't know if I'm gonna pick this up there's there's quite a few
0: uh quite a few games the, that if, if you're on the fence and you want a pixel art style Diablo rogue with a story behind yeah. it, which I know that's a lot to swallow um I think if you found it on a Steam sale and you were just curious, this is probably going to be one of those ones. When I finish it, I think I'm predicting that it'll be one of my in category for at least top ten. Well, I really like it. Yeah. It was a really good find. Dark Devotion was a really good find, too. Um, I just got lucky as shit with both of these. And I feel really good about I don't really need a crazy, powerful computer for it, but whatever. You've got a crazy, powerful computer
2: now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know The at this point, uh, I'm, I'm fighting it because I know that I'm getting sucked deep into, de-
0: uh, into destiny too. Um, well, if you want palate cleansers, there's this, and if you haven't checked out dark devotion or you can find that on the cheap dark devotions, your next salt and sanctuary. Hmm. Mm. Dark Devotion's really good. I really like me some salt and sanctuary. Hmm. It's just, I mean, you can get a shield, but it's all about the dodge. I think once you get the dodge down, it has 100% invincible frames. Once you start that roll animation, nothing can touch you. Well, and as soon as you end that roll animation, you're stuck for a second. But that has instant cancel, too. Okay. So you can literally start swinging a weapon and then instantly change that to a roll. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's... Very fa- very quickly responsive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I see. I just I figured just, out how to like just throw all that shit out there in just a short amount of time. Yeah, and it kind of helps that
2: I've only ever uh, only played one game this thing this week. That's so. okay. Do we want to take a quick break? <laughs> sure. Why all not? Right. I've got one really big story I want to oh, talk about. we've got. There's some news, man. There's some news for sure. All right, we'll be back.
0: Back, yay. hey, I got a really quick story. Yay, yay. Um, uh, as we're trying to jump back into things, something I forgot about because we we're jumping into this so fast after doing so much do, this afternoon. Do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. Um, so I have a mouse. You, you have, you have a mouse, yeah, not on purpose. Oh, okay. Wait, so what, yeah, the other day I'd come home for lunch, they usually come home for lunch and eat something, and I was oh. having one of my little carb tacos, uh huh. So, you know. My tortillas are kind of expensive. Uh-huh. So I went to go, go to tortilla and typically the these are at eye level, so I don't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. I just open the package, right. grab a tortilla, make mm-hmm. a taco or a sandwich or whatever. Yeah. Go on with my day. No. Um, nope. Uh I had a big triangle in the back of it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like these must be defective. Right. And yeah, I that's didn't make defective. The, I didn't quite make the taco, So I was like, I'm gonna investigate. Something was just just nagging at the back of my brain. You should be checking this shit out. Lo and behold, um, I look under, because it's kind of dark in there, and I don't ever really even turn mm-hmm. on the light to get into the pantry. Right. I just grab stuff and move on. Yeah. Um, mouse poop all over the place. Oh, no. And then there is a hole in the back of the bag, and oh, a huge, no. it looked like a pizza slice had been pulled out. Well, He I mean, got his whole head in there and just started going to town on those tortillas. Hey, hey they like tacos, too. <laughs> um Any of the sugar that I had in the cabinet was mostly deflated. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, And then... Now you've got a pretty fat fucking rodent someplace. Well, (laughs) I was pretty grossed out. So, like, I was so distracted I couldn't think of hardly anything at work. So I just did menial tasks that I knew I needed to do that week. Yeah. So that I could focus on something. And then I got back and immediately went into, like, total overkill mode.
2: war. We are going to war on this rodent.
0: So I got some, you know, I have some bleach cleaner that's for surfaces uh-huh so cleaned out yeah. obviously cleaned that out threw everything in the pantry away basically yeah i was just like fuck it none of this is worth me trying to salvage mm. like right you don't like know mouse, what... mouse poops contains a lot of diseases um, yeah. so you were like so I, I basically just burned the pantry wow with okay. bleach cool. and then uh found that i had two mouse holes in mm. the pantry oh nice So I got some caulking, and I got some steel wool. I plugged those bitches up. I've got a couple of spin traps in there. I only have nothing but dog leashes and shit in there right now. There's nothing for him to eat. There's a spin trap in there, and then I found the entry point outside, which I did not clog up, and I put a spin trap to encourage him to go outside and hit the spin trap. Now, it has been a day and a half, and I have not heard any noises nor seen anything, so I'm wondering if they chewed on the steel wool and died or they large amount of erythritol that they ate that was in the pantry maybe killed it. Oh, well, it's possible.
2: I mean, that's not good for... That's, that's not... like
0: like three tablespoons to kill a dog. Like, you know, I we'd started using it for snacks, and I realized mm-hmm. it was really bad for dogs. Right. So I stopped using it altogether and then forgot about the bag that I had in the back of the pantry. And, and they got into that. They did get into that. Oh, well, then they're probably dead. They might be already dead. Yeah, they're probably dead. I don't know, rotten in my wall somewhere. Oh, oh yeah, that's not that a great fucking thought. Uh, <laughs> so I've been on the great mouse hunt the last like two days. <laughs> He's
2: standing next to his pantry with a fucking bow and arrow. I'm ready, bitch. Come, come get some.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a rodent. I mean, it's probably related to the quick change in weather too that they decided to hold up for the winter. Those things reproduce fast, and I need to get rid of them fast. You know, like I was looking it up online, like they can reproduce a litter in six months and every like three or four weeks. I'm probably completely wrong, but basically you can go from like a couple of mice to like 200 mice instead of a year if you don't mess with it. Um, they can make babies very quickly. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking
2: of a uh, uh, a scientific study for uh whether or not that is uh, toxic to mice
0: oh okay um, so so yeah oh, continue oh, on oh, rusty cause... is sciencing jason do you got some news i do so
1: um sorry let me get back to you. so couple of uh couple of quick pieces i don't necessarily want to spend a whole lot of time on uh it is now official that Doom Eternal has been pushed back again uh, no! to March twentieth. I'm
2: mixed um, on this. I'm mixed on this.
1: Actually, yeah,
0: there's so much to play right now. Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> we will yeah. have time for Doom. There's, um, there's quite a
2: bit of bad shit. I mean, there's a lot of good. A lot of good that can come from this. Yeah, from what I understand. If you pre-order Doom, you also get Doom 64, which, I mean, is kind of the lost Doom. Not a lot of people played it. Um, uh, I did. Uh, But if you pre-order it, you get the uh, Doom 64 along with it, but it's at the same time that Doom Eternal comes out. Yep.
1: And for those of you who are interested, Doom 64 will actually be available um, separately as well you're just going to get it included in your pre-order for Doom Eternal. That's um, interesting. And then uh Doom Doom Eternal uh for Nintendo Switch will release after the other platforms, they've already confirmed. Is and part of this pushback um in the date is due to their working on invasion mode which will allow you to enter in our player's game as a playable demon. Uh, and we'll release as a free update shortly after launch. Yeah. Um,
2: so the, uh, the other things about that is uh, I have no concrete evidence, no support or anything like that. But I've heard from somebody that uh, is closely related to the Doom thing. Uh, to the doom being pushed out is that one of their builds failed cert, which they took that as okay, it's not quite ready yet, and they're gonna spend this next what five months or so uh, to finish out the th- you know the the ability to uh, to do the in- uh, the invasions and fix the cert problem. So invasions being a pretty big thing that was one of the selling points for it in the initial uh uh the initial trailer and E3 release uh it's kind of important that that works
1: on day one. Yep. Um other couple of quick things here. IO Interactive announced that they're partnering with Warner Brothers Interactive to bring a new IP to the table. Um not much detail other than that. Um they just basically said they're working on a new game.
0: Okay. Uh, um
1: in, in science news it is not toxic to rats
2: and mice. But it does cause diarrhea.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> so um also uh this week, Google decided to claim that Stadia um will be will actually run faster than all traditional hardware. That's that's what they claim. I call bullshit. So, I do too.
2: I I heard a new term uh I had I heard a new term from this called negative latency. Yes. I have I have personally never heard of negative latency before and I guess this is The term that they're using for what they're describing as a predictive, uh, a a predictive process in how the games are played on Stadia, so that the games will kind of predict what the player will be doing next, and then it will compare the actual input from the player to what the game is, you know, uh, the game thinks is going to happen. And, it sounds like you'd be f- almost kind of fighting against the game at that point, uh, as far as your inputs are concerned. But, um, there's been assurances that that's not going to feel that way. It's just going to, uh, you're still going to, re- it's still going to require a, hi- a high speed or broadband internet connection for it to work right without, you know, latency. And they're doing what they can with the Google magic on their side to, uh, uh kind of reduce the feeling
0: of latency, uh, specifically for inputs. Right. So. Um, I think the term negative latency is really just a PR tag. I, I have never heard of it before. There's, There's – uh, because negative latency
2: I- I implies that – it that can tell the future. It, it, can, it, can,
0: it can predict your future. And if that's true, we need to see if they can get a time machine rolling. All right, good you, you guys are talking about future stuff. You're
2: looking at a game that can play itself? Okay, so what am I doing? <laughs> I'm just holding on to a rumble pad at that point.
1: <laughs> right. So, so, yeah. Interesting. That's primarily what I had. I, I know you uh, you had something you wanted to talk
0: about. Mm, maybe. Uh, I have a whole bunch of stuff tied with one thing, really. Okay. I think it's something you maybe wanted to talk about it as well maybe um so you heard about the Hearthstone Grandmasters tournament right yeah yeah you yeah. had the one guy that was protesting the uh or that was bringing light to the protests in Hong Kong over the takeover essentially yeah it there's just a lot of you know geopolitical bullshit right here but um I don't yeah, and you know what here's what it boils down to Lizard makes an assload of money from China. Yeah, it does. Um, so does Riot. So does a lot of companies. So do a lot of movie companies. Hmm. Um, and so they have one person that's in the tournament that is actively protesting with people of Hong Kong or making a statement of it Yeah. while he's gaming. And they are shutting him down for doing that. Yeah. That, there's a, uh, it's like probably 50% of their market shares in China.
2: Uh, it's, there's a, there's quite a bit of it, but one of the big things about it is, uh, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard as a company has actually got, uh, stakeholders in China. Uh, Tencent, I believe is one of them. Uh, and that is a very large market for, uh, for this company, for, for Blizzard. So the, the TLDR... Uh, of the entire thing here is um the uh that china uh, that Hong Kong is actually signing a, uh, signing up a law or something like that that has to do with extradition to China mainland uh, and uh, the protests you know, that law uh, I guess has been you know protested quite a bit but that would basically mean that China can, you know, can say to anybody that's in Hong Kong to, you know, they need to come and, you know, they're, they're going to be extradited to China and then face China's, you know, government basically. Um, which, you know, is is a big, big deal. Uh, it's the simple version of it, of course. There's quite a bit more to it. But, you know, people of Hong Kong are protesting it. They're protesting it in uh, a number of different ways, but one of the major symbols of it is to have, like, a goggle and face masks on, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, and so, part of what...
0: So the guy that did this, it's... Uh, what is his name? Chung yeah uh, He goes by... Blitz Chung. Yeah, Blitz Chung, yeah. So anyways, he... In a interview, he said, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age. Right. Right? And it's a pretty big deal. I mean, we in our world i think in most of the modern world take for granted some form of free speech right um, for people in the united states we feel like it's a basic right in other countries it's a lot different yeah um, which for us it's like born and bred and buttered on the bread when we come out of the womb that mm-hmm. this you can say whatever the hell you want regardless about, yeah well
2: you can say whatever you want about the government
0: uh, without having the government come repri- down on it. D- uh, now, you. you can make stupid threats and things like that when yeah. it comes to public safety yeah, that causes issues Obviously, there's for obvious deaths. reasons. Right. But they're, for the most part, for us, it's a big shock. And I don't really have a problem with that um, at all. I'm, yeah. I'm actually not siding with Blizzard at all on this. I'm siding with the uh, lot tons and tons of people that are starting to backlash against this behavior.
2: Right, because you're, you're looking at... Uh, you're looking at a couple
0: of different, you know, things. Yeah, of course he's going you know, they're... Now, Blizzard's in a hard position because Blizzard makes a lot of money from China, and they have stakeholders in China, right. and those stakeholders don't like that. But in the recent wave of censorship, like the game that had the Winnie the Pooh symbolism...
2: Oh, yeah, get, yeah.
0: You know, I almost... If we can just create an image for ours, like, I feel like standing with... Her, if we want to, I, I would like to do something Winnie the Pooh with this episode. Oh, because uh, <laughs> fuck fuck those guys <laughs> you can't do anything now you hacked my website once I fucked you up last time fuck you assholes and well, also most of China's blocked from this website so just yeah. FYI just yeah um, but anyways um, that's on purpose because of hacking issues right um, anyways but Hong Kong though suffered a a pretty brutal takeover. They like Basically, what is it? Britain lost its lease on them. Mm-hmm. Something to They've, that effect. They became an independent. And then
2: they're China wants to have them back, basically.
0: or they, They're a to... huge financial. It's a huge financial game. for China. It's a big port. It's a big. Yeah, but they export so much comes from Hong Kong. Right. So- that that's the thing is it's it's a big port and and China was definitely definitely wanting to look at you know well they've you know, been living relatively similar to the West mm-hmm. for an extremely long time and so you take somebody who's not used to any form of crazy censorship they're not used to crazy curfews they're used to living their lives very independently right and put some put a way of life on them that is not relatable at all to that, that no. those people are going to rebel. I mean, just That's you know. That's the idea. That's, if, I'm not situation. usually political in any form, but right. I, I feel like, regardless of how you swing in the U.S., like, just remember Tiananmen Square, and then he makes it very easy to understand who you should side with. These people are brutal assholes, so I hate the fact uh, that we have to trade with them. Right,
2: right. Yeah, so the... the without getting so, so you know, so... Political, I guess, on this, you know, but what it comes down to is, is that we've got a American company, essentially, Blizzard, yeah, censoring a Hong Kong, uh, you know, Hong Kong player. Oh, they kicked him out and, and rescinded his winnings. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not only do they kick him out, they they, well, they censored him in such a way that they're cutting ties with him for at least a year at uh, it's at year. the le- at, at the very least yeah uh they're taking his winnings or any potential winnings he would have from uh from the tournament away from him so he's getting 0 dollars uh it's actually in the you know in the thing that you know the that they're bringing his winnings down to 0 US dollars which was kind of specific but whatever uh, but not, not only that but the two casters that uh, that was interviewing him at the time which, if you watch the video of this whole thing, of course it's all in Chinese and you can't really understand it if you don't speak it. Uh, all you can tell is that the you know that the the player you know was on, on screen with a mask and you know and was saying something very you know very strongly, and then the two casters basically just ducked their heads behind their uh, behind the the screen, the their computer screens in front of them, and then it immediately went to a commercial break. Those casters I don't think said anything to confirm or deny what the player said, but Blizzard's you know, Blizzard cut ties with those two casters as well. So those two people are basically with you know, can't work on you know on Blizzard related, you know, esports stuff anymore. Uh which
0: is mind blowing in and of itself. But well, that's there's people that are prominent casters that have actually cut ties with Blizzard. So right from this, there's been
2: so much backlash because what Blizzard has done is uh, has basically said we're okay with you playing a Blizzard game and being in a Blizzard esports as long as you keep your mouth shut about the geopolitical you know stuff that's happening over there. As soon as you stand with one, you know with you know a- any one side because that's what it says in you know in their terms and conditions or their contract or whatever if they yep. if they do any you know do or say anything that uh could cause i forget the exact wording but it basically causes uh an uncomfortable situation on uh you know on a geopolitical scale that they'll just cut ties um and that's you know that's i mean people people say stuff i mean that's the thing uh and that is completely unacceptable uh to a point where it was like there's a a statue outside of blizzard hq yeah the big orc the big orc uh and a couple of the uh the things around there's plaques around the statue yeah i know Um, you're going with this yeah and um like what one of the uh uh the core tenants of Blizzard, you know, the core tenants of Blizzard are uh, around it in plaques. And a couple of those plaques is it's you know you One know of gameplay says, first, uh something like that. Uh what does it say? Uh, I forget uh, exactly what
0: it says. It says um Every voice matters. Every and, voice matters. And yep. think globally. Think globally. So the employees that walked out of Blizzard covered those up with a sheet of paper and taped it over the plaque. Yep, that was because they didn't feel like it represented Blizzard.
2: That was on day one when that happened. Uh, an unnamed Blizzard employee went out there and taped a sheet of paper over uh, over those uh, those things, and then the next day there was a walkout staged by Blizzard employees at that office. And they gathered around the orc statue and basically just, you know, was on strike, essentially.
0: Well, and the crazy thing is, and so there's two parts of the story. Like, there's a prominent caster named Brian Kibler that's been doing this for a while. Um, And not a young man either. um, Nope. But former champion of Hearthstone before, and I think he's done other things. But he decided he wasn't going to have any part of it either. He said, you know, it's okay that they were... To have some form of punishment or do something for him imposing some kind of political stance while on an official Blizzard stream. And I
2: can understand so, that.
0: But rescinding his winnings, kicking him out of the tournament, suspending him from all activities involving Blizzard for a year is extremely harsh. And I think that was the part that he was just like, you know what? I'm done. Well, I mean, him being a, a caster as well, essentially, he's he's one
2: of the announcers. I mean, these people are like yeah. high energy people, right? Uh, where they have to keep up with a lot of stuff and keep up with the game specifically to be able to talk about it as quickly as they do, right? So they're very tied into the game. Uh And uh those casters, those two casters that were basically n- are now out of a job, uh those two casters really didn't do anything outside of just duck their heads. And honestly, looking at the video, it was just more of like, we don't want to be part of th- that particular
0: statement. Let's cut the break. Let's do this as fast as we can. Yeah, but I mean, without going all conspiracy theory, like those are people that could be fearing for their lives at this point uh, because of a statement. Right. Now, I wouldn't even just, What I, I really think that when you make anything against the government of China and you're in a place where they can get to you, I would be scared.
2: Yeah, but uh, the idea, though, is uh, this, this – Coming from a caster saying we're not going to cast anything Hearthstone because we could be you know we could be on the chopping block too essentially, um, yeah it, I think it was an overreaction on the uh, on Blizzard's side but I believe that it was also an overreaction coming from their Chinese investors. Their Chinese investors are like you need to cut ties with them and Blizzard's like okay, uh, yeah. and. No thought was put be- you know, put behind it. They just did it, you know. And what that does is it sets a precedent. I mean, you you almost don't want to do anything other than play the game, you know. You know, if you're going to be you know broadcasting out of that you know that region, because I mean, w- what could happen? Your livelihood goes up in flames, you know. Yep, and. If I was a caster, if I was one of those people who, you know, that was, you know, that specialized in esports casting, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with an interview at oh, that yeah. point. Hell no. Because that's like a, a dangerous president because I don't have a con- any control over what the player's going to say. I'm going to ask them a question and they could come back with something stupid like, you know, you know, Vive la revolution, and, and go on, and there I go. There go yeah, I'm like, thanks for losing my job and possibly my life. Thanks. You know, I, I don't want to have anything to do with
0: that. I'll just give you a, just a quick example, and I just – this was it's, me not even – I'm just, not even looking up something like a CNN. I'm looking up Business Insider. Right, right. It's, so I'm I'm telling you – I'm just giving you an example about human rights issues. So – Wen Kazang, a human rights lawyer who defended political activists in the past, is not being sent, seen since he was taken to detention three years ago. He's taken away in August 2015 alongside more than 200 lawyers, legal assistants, and activists for government questioning. Three years later, he is the only person in that cohort who still isn't free. Nobody's heard from him since. His lawyers, friends, and family have all been trying to contact him but have not been allowed any access. So he literally disappeared. All right. Like, these people are under that kind of threat. Like, there's a lot of – if you look up human rights violations in China, like, if you think our government's bad, if you think, like, the government in England right now is bad or in France or any of those other places, it doesn't even – like, we have issues with – crazy political issues yeah well that we have, are, we are we have, somewhat nuts right and some of it is incredibly entertaining but we don't have nothing on the human rights issues that they have in the East right so the, you, you know human rights issues
2: are definitely a big big problem and that was one of the biggest reasons why they didn't want to have that extradition you know uh, law go into effect in Hong Kong because China could be basically say we want to make this person disappear send them to us you know and that would be a thing. And then Hong Kong would be under
0: China's thumb, essentially. Right, and I'm not – this is not like the onion. Like, I'm just literally looking at a Business Insider news story from last year about human rights issues, right? Like, it's not – this isn't a, you know, a Fox or a CNN. This is literally a very neutral party when it comes to normal politics. Right. And I think if you look into any of that stuff – not that we normally dive into this stuff, but I just – I feel – It's very strongly against the tactics when it comes to human rights stuff. And this like bleeds into it and it bleeds into my gaming. It also affects the politics of a lot of people who have prominent business in the industry that we're interested in. Right. With China, right? Like we're going to side with these fucking butchers about something. Like I feel strongly enough, like it's not like I can ask for a refund of my Blizzard products, but I can still decide not to mess with it for a while.
2: Well, yeah. So, I mean, when it comes down to it. This decision that was made, you know, is it's seemingly coming directly from Blizzard. Uh, I know that there's going to be, you know, there's, you know, stakeholders from China that kind of influence that decision because, I mean, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Uh, but Blizzard basically making this kind of a statement by doing this thing while it seems like it, it's – It's an overreaction for sure, but it's also an you know a American company censoring a you know Hong Kong national uh, because of because of Chinese pressure because of Chinese pressure. So they're caving to a, a a foreign influence, and this is such a big deal that lawmakers. Have taken notice of a uh, of Blizzard as a company in the U.S. and taken a stance on it. I mean, there was immediately stuff on, you know, on the news. I mean, not just like gaming news sites, but like fucking
0: news sites.
2: Like about it's been
0: this whole week. Like it just there's story after story after story about people saying, "You know what, Blizzard? Fuck you!" Yeah. Right now. No, I mean, th- yeah. there's I, we understand the Armani dollar. I understand your business, but because of your decisions, for like, a buck, you, that's the thing. Well, it's a it's a huge I, dollar. I mean, it's a super tempting dollar. Like, let's not forget that we're talking about let's let's just say it's a fifty percent market share or something insane. But okay. And I, and I get that. And you that. think about the steam stuff when something's not in national in a Chinese language. Right. And I, and I get that. But
2: the company, I don't care how big of a buck it is. A company should not be selling that buck or getting that buck.
0: I'm not justifying. I'm just doing the, tit
2: for tat. Right. But let me say, that buck is not worth human rights. I don't fucking care how big that buck is. I really don't. I mean, if you are selling out to a, you know, to a com- uh, a country that basically will make people disappear that they don't like just to make a buck, fuck you. <laughs> it's, right. seriously fuck you. Uh there is and the worst part about it is it's an American company caving to that and that is what people are so pissed off about right now, you know, especially here in the U.S., about the whole thing is just it's an American company say, saying we're all right with this. You know, and that's I mean, that's just far and away the worst part about this. So, uh, man, i I know that. There's quite a few people who are uh are, are boycotting certain prod blizzard products because of it. Uh there uh there's people who quit like full time, you know, hearthstoners that you know that play, you know, competitively have completely quit the game because of it. Uh uh, there are, you know, of course, the casters that cover the stuff that's, you know, that said I'm not going to cover any Blizzard, you know, or any of the uh,
0: the Hearthstone stuff. Probably not any Blizzard stuff anymore. Well, uh, but I can tell you, so like, there's an estimated 312 million PC gamers in China. Uh-huh. So it's big business. So, for example, like PUBG, right, um, is estimated to earn one billion dollars over the next year in China alone. Now, a, Chinese censors changed the content of the game, and it is now a patriotic alternative called Game for Peace, but is essentially PUBG.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Just the world
2: that is China. <sighs> wow. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just wow. Um, there's so so much wrong with this. The um, the thing is. <laughs> Blizzcon's coming up.
0: <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh I imagine that this uh this next this Blizzcon that's coming up is going to be a uh an interesting, interesting Maybe we can see some Winnie
0: the Orcs. <laughs> Winnie the Orc. Oh my god. I could I think I, I found s- a title here.
2: <laughs> I would have a hard time making a picture for that. Um Winnie the York there we go uh but yeah I mean that's it's gonna
0: be a pretty big uh a pretty big deal and there's there's, there's less enough. than i said i I exacerbated it being maybe fifty percent it's twelve percent of their total profit comes from china right now uh, i mean and that's
2: uh, and that's a lot sure i and i and i I understand that you know in the game of scale here uh twelve percent of that is. Way more than I'll see in a lifetime, probably in multiple lifetimes, of
0: just normal work. Uh, but no, we're hundreds of millions of dollars. What we're probably talking about, right? So, I like I said before, <clears throat> I don't care how big that buck
2: is. I really don't. It's not worth it,
0: right? Yeah. If, and if you want to see, you just have to look up Blizzard in the news. I mean, you've got <laughs> New York Times, CBS News. You've got Vice. You've got, like, and that's just on page one. Like, you can just keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, yeah. There's just story after story. Like, all the major sites. Have, Wall Street Journal has a story on yeah. this. The Washington Post has a story on this. Yes. Like, everybody it's, has a story on it's it. It's
2: big news right now. Uh, and it's, it's definitely a thing that... You know that's uh, that's going to affect Blizzard for oh, yeah. a while. Uh, this one decision and whatever decisions they you know they make after this. Uh, one thing. you know what twelve percent of revenue was? Huh? One hundred and seventy three million dollars. One hundred and seventy three million dollars. You know what? One hundred and seventy three million dollars to a multi billion dollar company. Drop in the bucket. You know that's that's the reality of things. I mean this is a multi billion dollar company right so <laughs> the, they've been you know they've been going for you know many many years uh and them taking a stance like this is uh only gonna hurt them uh and I don't think it was really thought through when they did it uh and they're going to have to suffer the consequences from it uh yeah. I I'm not I'm not super thrilled with uh, with uh, with any of Blizzard right now Uh,
1: and I haven't played apparently a good portion of their employees aren't either. Oh, well,
2: I mean, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of that. Now, I haven't heard anything about the the people who actually walked out of the office or staged the walkout. Uh, I haven't heard any, you know, any backlash from that. I haven't – there hasn't even been a press release from Blizzard since this whole thing came out. Um, I think they're in basically PR fucking DEFCON 5 right now. Uh, And, (laughs) you know, anything that's coming out of that office is on total lockdown. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So –
1: Everything out of that office is in total. Lockdown. So
2: it's it's a developing story. You know, this is fairly new. This happened this week, uh, and you know, only a couple of days ago actually. Uh, and uh, we'll see more. Uh, we'll probably have more next week uh, about what kind of shits happening. Oh, from I'd be this.
1: surprised if there's not something
2: Monday. Well, I mean, if, the... if there's a P, some kind of PR something. Yep. Um. Uh, you know, coming from you know, from Blizzard.
1: Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna let it go much longer than that without something. I mean,
2: I understand where they're you know, where th- this is going. What I don't get is uh i I don't get the casters. I really don't. I don't understand why the two casters were uh released from Blizzard. I I, I that makes no sense to me. Um the uh the player it's it's uh definitely a a bigger issue it should have been more of a suspension instead uh my personal opinion I, they he shouldn't have really lost any winnings though i don't know if he'd actually gained any winnings at that point it's kind of unclear right now
0: yeah, I just either way I think they put they stepped in a massive pile of shit and then just shook it shook it all over the room. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty big thing. Uh I think the
2: this is going to be an eye opener for you know for them. So. You yeah. know. Fucking weird shit, man.
1: What? What? Weird shit. Okay. So I think with that we can hop off of our political soapboxes. And can, can, just tell can. you where you can find us at TiltCast.com. Can, find us can, on can. Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. Rate us, review us there. We definitely appreciate it.
0: And as I post the episodes, I'll be posting not to the episode directly, but to where you can find all the episodes all at once. Yeah. So you'll be going to com slash episodes. Um, To see all of that content, um, as well as the Spotify and iTunes link that'll link you directly to those pages. Yes, and they're updated um, very they're, quickly. Yeah, sometimes I post and it takes 10 minutes for it to post. I will let you know that iTunes takes about a day every mm-hmm. time I post for it to load. Um, you know, it's slower, it's Apple.
1: But, right. you know. Also, keep up to date on our social media feeds Facebook.com
0: and Twitter.com slash Tiltcast. Yep. And then find some friends of the show. We got a few left that haven't called it quits.
2: <laughs> right.
0: We've got noquarters.net. We've got bmfcast.com. We've got cabbagekbg, which Cabbage. Uh, is very directly linked to us. Um, and then you have tvgp.tv. They have the Nimp. They have Boston and they have Moon Pier. with okay. that, it's uh, almost one o'clock. So we will calling in tonight. All right. Peace. Bye.